The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. You're listening to the Insurance Podcast with Pete Tessier and Kurt Wyatt. Brought to you by First Insurance Funding of Canada, the innovator in insurance payments. So we are live here uh, after the big event <laughs> that's just happened here. It's November 9th. And Sharif, huge, exciting news about what you, Trufla, your team, and your vision is about to unleash on the brokerage community in Canada. Where do you want to go with this? This is historic. And how, how do you explain the change in direction and the idea that you and, and process and and news that you, you've got where do you want to go with this you know funny enough we this is something we talked about years ago and you know i we really started to execute on it after i sold the brokerage about uh you know six or seven seven months ago and because of my experience with the brokerage because of the, the understanding that we have the industry where it's going you know you kind of just realize that you know, brokers have a long, long road ahead in terms of digitization and everything else that, that's out there. And we wanted to get them started somewhere. It was the tool that got us started on our path to, you know, to digitize uh, the, the brokerage. And so, to, you know, how do we really empower brokers? How do we give them back and really double down and prove that what we're doing is all about brokerages? Um, and we we talked True Mobile, and we thought, okay, well, there, there's a number of, of, of benefits that we can, um, you know, that we can identify here for for brokerages. Let's just let's let's go the distance. Let's offer it up for free, and if they, you know, it'll kickstart their journey. And then, as they want to add on different features, different capabilities, and stuff, you know, you can talk about the the the, the, the monetization piece later. But really. We're, we're basically saying no it's this is a this is a broker's world it needs to be a broker's world and we're kind of putting our money where our mouth is sure if it's kurt here and just happy to have you on again uh it's exciting to see trufla yourself your team just continuing to explore the technology space in the insurance industry and you know you and i've had these chats over uh cocktails and dinners and such that uh, years ago, I mean, geez, 10 plus years ago, I hate to say it, but the marketplace is the marketplace. And we've been hearing this forever. Brokers need to step up. Like you just gave the example, this was the tool you used to step up. What do you think is going to be the result of now brokers not having an excuse money to step up? What, what, what do you expect to see from a bold move like this? Well, I guess what it's gonna it's gonna allow brokers to do is really start to see whether whether their clients if this actually you know catches fire with their clients and they they start engaging with them using these new modern digital tools you know kind of the way they interact with other companies that will likely get them going and think okay well clearly this is kind of the the, the way and. Um, Let's start looking at, at other things. You know, this is kind of out of the way. Let's start looking at other things. How do we digitize more to offer a more engaging digital experience to our, our customers? Um, because the, the tools that were available now, so there are tools out there, 
you know, and, and primary, I think one of the most used tools in the market right now is the, is the e-delivery uh, service, which was fantastic because it helped brokers get, you know, at least their documents to the, to the consumer digitally, but it didn't quite create that same experience that the consumers used to in a lot of other ways. It's now been amplified by, um, by COVID, right? This allows them to really deep, jump right into the deep end. They get to offer that, that experience and, you know, really kickstart their, their kickstart or amplify their digital journey. And you can say that because you're not just a software vendor. You're a guy, you walk the walk, you walked the talk in that. Did you see relationships change within the sharp environment when you did have this tool and you were being successful with migrating clients workflows so that, like people listening to this show are going to go, oh, okay, so it's free, but no one's going to use it. Like, can you say to people, no, uh, they will use it. No, they, they, they absolutely do use it. And the key is how the broker gets their client to adopt it. And to give you hard, you know, metrics on, on the effect that it had, on average, a brokerage in Canada will have one CSR for approximately either 1 million in premium, 1.2 million in premium, or about 1,200 policies or, or so that they're, that they're managing on CSR. At Sharp, we got it up to 2.1. The, the exact yeah. flip, of what, like it was 2.1 wow. because we're pushing a lot of the, the, the stuff that took time, but the client could do on their own. I need a copy of my deck page. You know, what's my upcoming uh, payment? Uh, you know, re- even requesting a change. A CSR could do multiple changes at the same time when they're coming in digitally versus having that the, the one person on the on the phone. And it's kind of one and done from from there, right? So, no, it, it, it absolutely had a material impact on the bottom line, uh, on our profitability, and on our people. Sharif, one of the things that you talk about profitability, you talk about those underlying metrics of efficiency, right? And we know that back office efficiency is huge. It, it It's going to drive the future of where the industry is. It's going to allow us to embrace technology so that we can do more with less. I know that's a scary term, but there is a talent crunch in the insurance industry right now. No one can deny that. We can't hire our way out of opportunity or hire sorry let me rephrase that we can't hire our way to realize opportunities right now because there's just not enough talent not enough educated talent not enough um licensed talent so let me kind of go into this with now that you've opened this up with the true mobile app have you now said we need to get critical mass in the marketplace using the right technology and how important is that to maybe how important is critical mass of using this to the future of insurance so let, let me touch on the people part first because that's a that that is a critical part it takes a lot for a person to get licensed right and then maintaining their license annual education and their credits and and whatnot like it's not just hire someone drop them in a chair train them and, and go Right. So what you want is you want to use those educated, licensed people on matters that are relevant to their license. Right. So intelligently use them. So you, you don't want to have your 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 your, you know, those people that, that are licensed and ready to go deal with 
Hey, can I get a copy of my liability slip? Hey, can I get a copy of my document? Hey, when is my payment uh, coming up? Right. Um, hey, I want to do this or, or, or that. Like it's, it, you want them to actually get into risk management for, for the client and really provide the value that they, that they should be providing. Um, so this is one way to, to get there. And yeah, critical mass is, is, is a big thing. It is now shown. I mean, you can look at so many surveys that have been done in Canada, in the US, in, in, in the UK, where not having the right digital tools is actually part of the decision-making process for uh, for a consumer, nobody would go deal with a bank that doesn't have digital tools, and they think of those same expectations. If they're dealing with a company, they want the the digital means to be able to interact with them at some level, right? At, at, at some level. So, getting that critical mass and in insurance starts to set the expectation, starts to set the bar higher. That yeah, th- this is this is how we want to to interact with it. And it's exciting because you're talking about the human value of insurance, the time it takes to deliver value to the policyholder. And at the same time, you're also going to announce the release of broker x-ray and coverage x-ray, which I think kind of speaks to this whole point you're trying to make, Sharif, is that how are we making best value of our time? Like, this is these are products, and I'm going to get you to describe them better than I can, but these are products that are going to use AI and machine thinking and learning to give brokers a better understanding of their book of business. Can you give us an idea of what, what was that all about? For sure. I mean, we have a saying now internally at Trueflow where, you know, the more we digitize the broker, the more we bring the human experience back into insurance. It's actually not the opposite. It's not the other way around. A lot of people think, well, if you, the more you digitize, you know, I'm talking to a robot. No, we, act, we can actually bring more of a human experience with digitization because you can personalize it and offer a unique, engaging experience for the client based on them as, a, as an individual and not kind of paint everyone with, with, with one brush. And the key to that is data and intelligence. And what's happened over the the years is that kind of level of data and intelligence is typically reserved for big carriers because they have enough depth and size of data to be able to extract intelligence. No single broker has enough depth and size of data to be able to do it on their own. So what we've done is we take in the, the, the data that kind of powers True Mobile anonymize the data, scrub it completely of anything identifiable to the client because we do understand, I was once a broker, I get it, that that data and that client is the asset of the brokerage. That is you know, what, what, what builds the foundation of their asset. Pull it together and then you start to extract some really wild intelligence out of it. So we know one of the, the more challenging ones for, for brokers is around uh, renewal and and. and retention right it takes a takes a big amount to bring a client in you want to retain them and that's how you create kind of the lifetime value that of that client and no brokerage can remarket their entire book of business every year like there is not enough manpower there's already a shortage of manpower there's no you don't want to add that on top so what we've done is we created a tool that segments a client's um, the client's re- sorry the brokerage's renewals based on the risk of losing a client. 
So the, the, the higher the risk, so if we color code that client red, that means that client is a higher risk of being lost. That's someone you may want to focus on. If they're color coded yellow, that means you're not going to lose them. They're actually underpaying for their insurance. So you have an opportunity to provide more value and coverage for that, for that client. And if they're green, as compared to the market, they're in a great spot, right? You don't need to, you know, you probably want to, you know, touch base, you know, make sure you're still top of mind for them. But you, you don't have to do very much because it's not likely that they're going to find something else to, to, to meaningful enough to, to move. So it really hones in your efforts on those customers that are at risk. And we've all, we've all been there as a broker. I can't tell you how many times we've had a client that their renewal has hardly moved, and yet they call us and say, I went and shopped my policy and I found something 20% cheaper. You're supposed to be shot. Like you're supposed to be doing this for me. I'm not supposed to be doing it. Even though you looked at the renewal and you're like, Oh, well, it's only up, you know, a couple bucks, no big deal. Yeah. It's a couple bucks from their current policy, but not, not a couple bucks as compared to the rest of the market. So we, I do, we identify that for you. We'll tell you what's the lowest price that that person can find out in the market so that you're armed with knowledge and you have power and you know exactly how to maneuver with that client. Okay, I got a ton of questions here. <laughs> Let's back up to the data point first. Yeah. Obviously, you're scrubbing data. You know the sensitivity for brokers around data, giving yeah. more data to someone else and not having control, control, to, control of it themselves. You get data from this too. It may be scrubbed, it may be clean, but it's fair to say that Trufla is getting some real-time information here that you're going to be able to use in some capacity. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, how does that work for you then? Just let's let's just be candid well, about it, and then then I'll get into the easier question. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, look, th- this is not something new to us. Um, this has been something we've been doing for, for years. And the whole idea, again, was for the benefit of the broker was to pool their data, which is already being pooled and sold by other entities. Exactly. It's not like it's not, like it's not being done. No. no one's just ever turned it around for them. Right. Like we, we can't even pull what we get out of the rating engines back to us right now. It's like, it, no. it, it's like trying to give yourself your own um, root canal. It's not a good yeah. idea. Well, and that's the thing. And, and, the, and the fact of the matter is, even the data that's available there in the BMS, what most brokers don't know is that it's not even the, the complete data set. It is not the complete data set. Like we, we parse the entire data set and kind of give it, give it back to the brokers in its raw form for them to access on their own. Plus, on top of that, we pool it all together. And when I say anonymized, I mean, once a, once a client is in that data pool, we, if a broker is why I don't want my data in the, in the data pool anymore. I want to extract it. Our answer would literally be, well, we don't know who your clients are in there because we don't know which brokerage they're at. We don't know who they are as a, as a person. We don't know their dates of, of, of birth. Like We don't know what we're doing is taking that policy information, aggregating it en masse so that we can provide that intelligence back to brokers. And it is only back to brokers. So that that's that, a refreshing that is cool. thing, yeah. right? Like that, you know, exactly. as two brokers here, you know, we love that because let's be honest, the broker has been submitting data for years and we've never had the empowerment of it. So I, I'm inherently biased because you're giving me access to something I haven't been able to control on, control at all, access at all. But furthermore, the scale up of trying to get access to it and the cost to do it is 
grossly prohibitive to the return unless you can get mass buy into it. So I, I think this is a huge positive for the industry as a whole, Sharif. And I, I really hope brokers, agents, who's ever listening to this, you really take to heart what, what the underlying advantage is here. Yes, this is- Well, and I'm, I'm going to interrupt you, Pete. Not, yeah, not no. just the underlying advantage to your book. The underlying advantage this brings to your brokerage when potentially you're not, I'm not going to use names, but potentially you're not a multi-provincial, multi-location uh, broker across a large city, multiple provinces, what have you, where, as Sharif said this earlier, you're, you're really just looking at last year's renewal. And you're, you're saying to your smart brokers, look at last year's renewal, compare that to what this year's market is offering and and are we competitive and that that is a an interesting difference Sharif, i never knew till now that you guys were going to pull this stuff with all of the data like that is uh, that, that really kind of blows my mind because up until now pete and i said this before coming online intact was offering a service like this to brokers where you could give them your data set back in the day and this is now going back like eight, 10 years ago, and they would give you a back bunch of uh, analytics from it. But I don't think it was ever pulled up against the industry. It's pulled up against their own data yeah. that is already yeah. scrubbed. Like there's already underwriting rules on top of it. This now allows us yeah. to look at it Precisely. from the broadest perspective possible. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. It's never been done like this. So No, let, never. So when if I'm dealing with carriers a, B, C, D, and it goes out to market and, and sort of you, you do this renewal and it looks to say where it is in relation to market. Is it looking at EFGH as well? So that's the interesting thing. So will someone know, like, do I actually have access to this market that it's comparing it to? So, okay, there's the, there's another game changer. Gotcha. The yep. whole idea is we want you, like we want you to compare it against the market. We'll tell you what that price is in the market because you can then look at it and say, okay, is this a market that I should have? Do I have potential right to write enough? Or do I work out a deal with another brokerage, with another friend, yep. Yep. right? That yep. maybe they have that market. Let's work something out. I may be able to monetize. We, you know, maybe I still keep ownership. You get the commission of it. You know, we'll figure something out together. It allows brokers to operate in a way, way beyond, way beyond the, in a way they've ever been able. No, it's incredible because the the point here is that now when you hit that point where you say, oh, I've got, I've got a section of my book in red. And I'm not able to compete with who they could be going to. It's going to dramatically change your conversation and your touch points and your value proposition to those clients for your retention strategies, because you're not going to talk about price. You're going to talk about coverage. You're going to talk about different values. You're going to find a different hook. And that's what brokers have traditionally been really, really good at is those conversations, those value propositions. But we're also, we're overwhelmed. We we want to find shortcuts. And sometimes we can't go to the wall with those red class files, those red class clients, even though we want to. They may be good clients and we can't serve them with their needs because we don't have access to a market. You're going to get ahead of that now. And that's a huge advantage because what's the worst kind of thing you're going up against? If someone says, well, uh, you're selling me a policy for fifteen hundred dollars. 
but I can get it for a thousand and you have no idea how. You're going to have some understanding about that before you have that conversation. And that's a massive advantage. Uh, Versus getting blindsided. Oh, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And sell sell the difference. Or like Shree said, go out and get that contract and, and provide them a quote with that market if you don't think you have enough of a difference to offset the value difference in the in the policy or the premium difference in the policy. So, yeah, that's uh, that's huge. Think about this. Look how far brokers have come. And look at how much they've even held direct writers at bay for years, right? And they've done all that without the power of deep data analytics and intelligence, right? Add that on top of what they can do, and I guarantee you it starts to put, like, you start to prove why val- uh, brokers are the number one way to distribute insurance and service insurance in the industry, period. Like, and, and we are absolutely doubling down on that. Like, this, this is it. So Sharif, knowing what Pete has said and knowing that you are in a position to provide better tools to the, to the broker space, this digitization and, and bringing AI and technology to, for, to the back office, now the front of the office actually, not the back of the office, is this again just you drawing on your past experiences as well as at the same time having built a technology company? Like, How did your head get into this space? Yeah, I mean, it, it all came from from past experience. Like everything we build comes from being in the shoes of the of the brokers, knowing what happens on a day to day basis, understanding the challenges, the, the the struggles, the blood, sweat, tear. You know, you know because we know what's going on. You start thinking about okay, how do we make this easier? How do we move this forward? How do you actually bring digital to the table to enhance what's ha- happening, not to take away anything that's, that's happened, but just make it better and, and stronger. Like even the, one of the, the, the second x-ray tool that we're launching shortly after the renewal x-ray is coverage x-ray. Okay. Well, what, what, what are you doing with cover? I mean, that's brokers. That, that's what we do. We know, we know cover, right? Like we know, we understand risk profile and cover and stuff. Sure. But we all make mistakes. And there may be things that we don't understand about the broader market because we're only seeing things in, in, in a certain in a certain respect. So with coverage uh, X-ray, what we do is we scan the book of business and we look at each individual client as compared to the broader market. What do clients like this that live in certain geographic regions that ha- live certain lifestyles? What kind of coverage do they typically buy? Because people typically look the same, right? What kind of limits do they have? What kind of products do they think about? You know, what kind of endorsements and riders do they have on their policies here? Maybe you should consider this. Or we all have people that are new to the business or, I mean, it's still a human business. There's mistakes that happen. Maybe you forgot to put an endorsement on. Maybe you didn't put on a certain limit at at a certain place, right? So we'll find those exposures, those open gaps, to provide them back to the broker to say, listen, you should consider this, you should consider this, you may have missed this, oh, don't forget to look at this. And you get to go back to your client to either make it right, show more value, or just correct some of the, the oops mistakes that we tend to go back to a carrier and say, hey, can we get an extra for this? Or can you, do you mind paying for this? Because we, we just forgot to add this endorsement on. You know, We forgot to put this on. Of course, that's where the claim is going to happen, right, is with that uh, client or if there's a cat. So you, you get that right out of the way, right up front, which eventually actually starts to lead to more savings because you have less E&O claims, you know, better book of business, um, probably helps improve the the, the, the loss ratios. Um, you're not paying as much for E&O and should, like it, it starts to have material impacts. I, I don't think people understand 
the importance of E&O and what that means to how you operate eventually. E&O and insurance is not an if, it's a when. You're going to go through it. You might have had a ton of micro issues with the E&O where you're covering a claim out of your own operating expenses and such because of a mistake. But when you start getting into hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, and let's be really clear, even personal lines policies can get into millions really fast. It happens. And this is a massive advantage. And I I speak from experience on this. I think we can all speak from experience on this, how important that is. So, you know, coverage x-ray, again, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of what I just heard. And I'm a believer in what it's going to do. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that, Shreve, because obviously you, you said we're using we're using data, we're using machine learning, we're using AI, and we're taking data and turning it into knowledge, which then turns it into an actionable process. With that, how does this sort of work from a standpoint of let's talk about um, coverage X-ray? How do how, what's the practical methodology of how this works in an office? What's going to happen? How is someone going to integrate this in and be make it part of their process in in their day to day, month to month routine? Well, there, there's 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 a there's a couple of ways actually. So either you do it on renewal, or you do it at the time that a new policy is issued. You do it midterm of the policy. The, the one there was a situation that happened that kind of it was it was kind of our aha moment on this, and it's a brokerage that we 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 work with, larger brokerage, and they had a major cat uh, in 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 BC in in Lake Okanagan, and um, they had a, a potential E and O exposure where. They had some of their clients that were insured with one carrier, right? One large carrier. And some of their other clients were insured with another carrier, but that carrier offered dock coverage, right? And there was a situation, we had a situation where a bunch of docks were destroyed and two neighbors talking to each other like, well, you got offered that? I I wasn't offered that that coverage. And it was like, oh, oops. Uh (laughs) How many more of those clients were there? But we could have done, we could have put x-ray through and said, listen, typically people that live in this area would would probably want this kind of, of, of coverage. Like they would typically have dock coverage. And this is the company that offers this. This is something you may want to offer to your client. They may not buy it, but at least you've kind of crossed that off. Yes, I offered it. Yes, I did my my part. Now it's on you. It's on E&O anymore. <laughs> that they, they made a, a, a choice not to buy that cover or have to spend more for that uh, cover. And really... E&O exposures are almost always exposed in cat situations. Almost always. That's where, that's where the E&Os come out, right? On, on mass. So if you can get ahead of it and you know, you've, 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 you've taken the step with the client again, could be renewal, could be the time of new policy, whatever that, you know, you, you're offering your value and you're showing your value as a broker and protecting yourself. And so if I'm reading this right, you're, you're taking work away right? You're taking pieces of the policy renewal, uh, new sale that let's call it are less valuable to the client, but are tasks that brokers do. But then the coverage x-ray adds in work that the broker now will have to say, okay, how do I manage that exposure? Like you just described in a cat situation where they come out. So somewhere there we're, we're seeing um, that you're shifting the, the world of the broker 
and you're shifting the workflow that you could easily put up on a wall in your office and say, you know, we start here and we end here, but the steps in between, they need to change. And, and, and you're, and you're, let's use technology to change those steps versus just simply finding uh, time-saving tools to cut out portions of the renewal cycle, which then will lead to somebody getting shortchanged and likely the policyholder. So, so all of that, like we can do that, but everyone's running a different BMS. Everyone's running different uh, insurance company markets with different downloads and all these different things. So how do you connect into this? Like where, where does Trufla get its information from so that you can say, yeah, we're available to everybody, not just applied users, not just TBW users. How does that work? So it's BMS agnostic. Um, so we get the downloads directly from Cisio, the same way the BMS would, and we parse all that data and, and, and provide it back in a, in, in a, in a method that works, um, we think works better for the, for the brokerage uh, or easier, easier to extract the data and, the, and the, the, those reports out of the system. But we're also integrating with the BMSs too. So we, right. we we just announced that we're fully integrating two way integration with Power Broker. That's getting that's getting released now, and we're in talks with all of the BM vendors. Actually, I think there's only one. We're not we have we haven't started talking, to them, but we just haven't had the, the 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 time. But the ones we have approached, everyone's kind of at the table saying, "Okay, yeah, we're we're going to have to you know we're, we're going to do an, an integration of some sort." But Power Broker just happened to be the first one that, yeah, and we're, we've done the integration and um, that's now being launched. So, so if I'm a broker and I'm getting that information back on this coverage is missing or the rate has gone too high, I'm not going into a separate software to see that. You're saying over time that'll be integrated so that messaging will be right in the client file? Is that what the uh, long-term exactly. hope would be? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. But but right now, if I'm a broker and I'm using broker management system XYZ and that's not integrated yet, I'm still using a, like a cloud-based service that I access. I can access independently, right? That's it. Yeah. So is yeah. this basically scanning the document and uploading it and then having it come back? Like what's, what's the mechanics of it look like? No, it's not scanning the document at all. All the data that's in that document actually comes down as a download. So we just take that data, right. we, we parse it, we put it into a database, and then you start to apply real AI right. and machine learning. We're not just talking like smoke and mirrors stuff right. that we've been hearing in the industry for years. That, that's <laughs> yeah, smoke and Well, and there we that's go. That's good. I'm that laughing at that one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Like, so right now, how like if you're not integrated into the BMS, how do I get that data file out of the BMS that downloads in it to you? Is that still possible? <laughs> You don't. You, you can. Yeah, we can do a bulk upload of data out of the okay. BMS. So if you want to do that, absolutely. And that actually has more value um, when it comes to the, the data. We can get the data from 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 Cisio, right? But the, the more the value of the bulk upload actually has to do with the communications platform even more, because so we've now you, you just heard we announced a fully integrated 360 communications platform that's built into the system that allows for fully customizable emails, push notifications, SMS, like every type of communication that you want with your customer can be done right from within the system. So if it's not integrated, you right. can bulk upload your clients out to be able to do those mass communications. Yeah, we're getting so geeky. We're forgetting about 
just the simple stuff that we take for granted that should be done is that communication side. Yes. How like so let's go back right to the beginning of when we started recording. You were talking about, you know, when it was the Sharp app and you're using it in your own brokerage. You're going you're getting people from 1 million $1 million book of management to 2.1 million because of those tools. Where do you like now these tools are basically you're you're sort of going to a free and a freemium model. Are brokers ready to start adopting a new kind of workflow when it comes to touch points with communication? Like, I mean, I know you think they have to, but are we ready? Well, I think the world is forcing them to be ready. So, for example, what's the number one method of communication for a broker today? Email. Email, by far, it's the number one, the, the number one thing. Well, what a lot of brokers depend on is not just sending the email out, but looking at what the response is on that email. So did the person open up the email? Did they read it? You know, taking a look at those analytics, seeing what, you know, if they got their documents, whatever it may be. Great. Well, the world just changed on that because Apple just changed all the privacy rules. So even trying to send out an email and getting a ping back on whether they opened up that email, whether they looked at that message or not, right? Whether it's for E&O purposes, whether it's for renewal purposes, whatever it is, that's over. Like you just wiped out half of the intelligence in the in the market just right. from Apple, Apple alone. Right. And Google's not far, not far behind. But if you're using things like push notification and and different apps on their phone that you can still engage with them and still get that information pinged back because you have explicit consent from the from the the customer for that then you're still you're still ahead of the game like you're still you're still in the game so the the, the market is forcing that right or else brokers are going to lose a big part of you know what they're currently doing right now it's amazing right saying you can pick up the phone but the phone's not going to connect to the person at the other end of the line like it, it i don't think and i don't want to you know randomize it too much but i would think that there's a big percentage of brokers out here that don't understand what you just said sharif they don't understand that rules are changing within the digital world of communication that's going to limit their access to their client it's just not something that's been talked about enough and unless you're really following it you probably have no idea so well, what was uh, the, good on you to to look for the that and, and point that out to the broker force well what was the last email issue we really had it was castle legislation right that, that that's it and we've all sort of forgotten about it and i what i just took out of what you said there was brokers unless you're really bleeding edge and you're reading all the trade stuff and thinking about things they're not going to be thinking about the impact on that micro granular level of what big tech is doing around privacy and issues that may be legislated and forced them, whether it be antitrust stuff, whatever it is, right? You know, if if all of a sudden Apple decides to make a, a small tweak like that, the ramifications of it are huge. It's massive. It's, it's massive. massive. So you look, I'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy here because I've always believed in what you're doing, but you're taking that on to help brokers manage these things. Right. Like that's the point that I think you have to think about here. And, and, you know, for the audience, you're partnering with someone who's going to think about the things you're never going to think about, just like what you do for your clients. And I think that's something that, you know, we have to start adopting here too. We're insurance experts. And I think there's a lot of brokers, a lot of people in insurance who have tried to be tech experts. And we all know stories of 
a lot of good money after bad being spent on poor ideas and, and, and poor initiatives because they got caught up in the bright, shiny object thing. And that's not their area of expertise. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to pump your tires a bit here, but this is pretty exciting news that we've heard today and, and stuff. And I think it's worth knowing that you grew into what you are now organically through trial and error and perseverance and not without a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You didn't arrive at this point from some magical thinking and said, here you go, industry, I've solved it. This is this is proven proven stuff with a great team behind you. And as we've gotten to know you, and I, I think that's you know, it's super relevant to what you're doing and, and how the industry needs to think about Trufla and other other people who are finding their niche in this as well, too. You know, there's lots of great ideas and companies out there. Hey, I want to segue into one other thing here. Um, how are companies receiving this? What's, what's the uptick from our insurance partners right now? How, what's the pulse? How, how, how are you managing that and what are you hearing? Well, are they, as, are they a fanboy as big as Peter's? There's the big yeah. question. Yeah. And if there is one, <laughs> let's tell us who it is too. Yeah. Who's, who's a bigger fan than Pete? Yeah. Well, well, you, you guys would have heard that, that Wawanisa is, is backing us, you know, c- completely. Um, you know, they're, they're all on board. They've already kind of taken the step to say that they're all in with brokers, right? And they've, they've shown that over the years. So they're, they're big fans of this. There's other carriers that we've met with that are, that are big fans of this too. We know some carriers are not going to like this. You know, that's, that's, that's a fact. Um, but at the end of the day, they're the broker's clients, right? Like, it's the broker's data. Yeah. It's the broker's data. It's the broker's client. Exactly. The broker yeah. is the distributor. They're the ones that brought the client to the table, right? When you think about Costco, you think about Costco. You don't think about every product in there. You just think, wow, Costco. And broker is Costco. And they provide a shelf for all the different products that they're pushing to the to the consumer. They're the ones that bring them through the through the door. And so however the carriers look at it, I mean, you, you hope that the carriers are supporting their 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 best distribution, you know the, the, the best distribution channel, and um, but not not everybody's always on board. But for the, for the most part, yeah, we 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 think we're going to have really positive um, response from uh, from carriers, and we do work with all the carriers. So you know, the, the, you know, everyone's just hey, a little I, bit different. I think it's great if some aren't because that'll really flush out where uh, they stand. Right. Yeah. I mean, you made that the case of uh, pointing out Wawanisa. Pete and I are both domiciled in Winnipeg, so you know their head office is here. But the fact is, uh, the the carriers that don't step up and don't realize that there's a value here to empowering their distribution channel, empowering Costco uh, of the world, then shame on them. And this just may help everybody see uh, who uh, they are for for the benefit of, of their policy holders. And that's a pretty broad brush statement. I think most carriers out there want to provide great service to policyholders and adoption. Sometimes let's uh, take a positive note on that earlier comment and say that adoption sometimes is a little scary for some companies. And uh, you've been able to push ahead of what has been a pretty quiet industry when it comes to technology over the last 30 years. It's now, Hey, this last 10 years has been exciting, but up until that point, it was pretty, pretty, pretty calm. So or pretty docile. So, but, but within all of that, not only do we have carriers, but we also have a bunch of associations. We have CSIO, you mentioned them earlier, IBC, 
IBAC. How's that going? How's the conversation going with them these days from a, a truthless standpoint, now that you're no longer wearing the broker hat? Uh, great. I mean, we, we've got fantastic relationships with all the associations, uh, both the regional and the national associations. Um, we get a lot of support. Um, I think we've, we've shown over the years that we are truly in the, the corner of the broker. Like, it, like we are behind the brokers. And look, the market's also starting to speak to itself when it comes to the brokers. I just got back from, from Vegas, ITC 2021, you know, big hoopla. There's one thing that was said there that I didn't even realize until it was said. And I looked it up and I invite all brokers to look this up because it is powerful. Two companies that always come to mind, that tend to come to mind when you think InsureTech, Lemonade, Metromile, right? Those two yeah. always at the forefront. Totally. Lemonade yeah. stock today is down 65% off its highs. It's lower than when it IPO'd, when it went public in 2020. Metromile is down 85% from their highs. They're down 65% from when they IPO'd. And they just recently, both recently just made a major pivot in their business. They started to realize that, wait a minute, selling insurance direct to the consumer, not so easy. It's such a competitive space. So how did they pivot? They made their products available to agents and brokers to distribute. They learned that that is the best way to distribute insurance, period. And that's what we're doubling down on. So, so in the second part of that advice is go buy Laminated and Metro Mile stocks now? Is that what go, we should go do? Go buy brokerage all... stocks. Go buy into the broker. <laughs> buy into your broker. Arguably yeah. the best business in the history of mankind. I will say that. That's a John Wepler line from Marsh Berry. Um, it, 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 no, buy into the brokerage. And, and we don't actually have to look at the U.S. for that example. We can actually just look at the IBAO conference last week and who was on the panel. Pete. Your buddy, yeah. Matt. Matt, Matt Turak. Matt, I mean, CAA, CAA, I, I don't know about the rest of Canada. I know uh, my market, CAA came into the industry. What did they do? Direct writer. What did they do? They bought, they, they, they hired employees from brokers. They tried to compete selling direct to the consumer via the membership. And today, here they are going, brokers, we'll sign you up. I mean, maybe not signing up every broker, but they're signing up brokers. And uh, again, just 100% to your point, Sharif, like uh, it, 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 there is trust. It has been built over hundreds of years. So why not yeah. use that trust to your advantage if you're, if you're a, a manufacturer? I just. Yeah. And, and so let's, let's kind of bring this together here. You know, you think about companies believing in the broker channel. We're seeing evidence of it from InsureTech and the new entrants and stuff, trying to challenge incumbents and realizing it's not easy. It's incredibly difficult to build an insurance company and actually like the capital requirements and everything underneath that just to provide a small sliver of revenue to many people and then have to distribute it out. So think about that. And now think about what Sharif said a little bit with the idea of what the app is going to do, what's now going to be available to you as a brokerage, as an individual broker, to then enhance your touch points with the customer in your distribution channel that you've already had. You're you're keeping them in the fence because you're having these abilities to give them notification. So 
what you what I look at is say, hey, you got push notifications, you got touch points through the app through True Mobile. What are you gonna fill it with? That's your creative license right now. This is where the next wave of innovation is going to come. Sharif's just given you the tool. Now, what are you going to create with it? That's your opportunity here to differentiate yourself from the guy down the street who's going to use it or the guy across the province or your national competitor. What are you going to fill it with? It's a, and that's going to, and that's going to help you find the right customers. Lemonade was designed to go after a very specific segment of people. Well, you can attract that segment of people via what your content is, what your brand message is, what your brand identity is because of the app, which is what they know they were trying to do with Lemonade, was make it easy to buy insurance online. It's, you know, there's a lot of pieces in this puzzle right now. And when you start seeing how they connect and, and sort of saying, okay, well, the tool is here, but what does the tool allow me to do? You start realizing it's a little bit more, not like a, a true two-dimensional picture puzzle, but it's 3D. You got to twist some things one way and they fit in this way. It's like, you know, it's like 3D chess or something like that, but it's not complicated, but we trend, tend to galaxy brain things a little bit and overly complicated. Um Sharif, great that everyone's sort of seeing the light here and what you're trying to do and what what it is that, you know, it can provide value across the industry. You know, we're kind of, we've covered everything. We, we've kind of gone a little deeper and, and given a lot of context to the big news today. What do you want to say back to the industry as we go forward? What, what, what do you want to hear? What do you want to say? What, like, Here's here's your chance to send another message out and, and get it out to those who maybe missed the big announcement. Um, the biggest message I want to send out is that brokers need to really embrace and realize that they are at the top of the food chain, not at the bottom of the food chain um, when it comes to in, in insurance and, and how it's managed and distributed in the industry. And we are now providing the tools that they've been yearning for, whether it's from a customer engagement, uh, the customer engagement perspective, whether it's from the you know efficiency and profitability perspective in their brokerage, or from the data and intelligence that that they get. Like we're, we're trying to provide so much to to brokers to prove they are the top of the heap. That's it. That's awesome, man, and it's so good to see you and hear from you and and get you back on the insurance podcast yeah. it's been exciting to to know that you're continuing to persevere and uh let's say it just kick the ass out of the insurance industry to to be better and and make brokers better so yeah. you, you know the best part about doing this kind of stuff and talking to you is is when we're you know it, it's working with friends it's talking to friends it's talking to just great people and sharing awesome ideas and and we're really thankful you took the time to sort of sit down with us and share it with us and let us be a part of this great thing because we don't get many moments of this where one you get someone who wants to involve you in it in their great moment and honestly i think this is a pretty important moment for the industry in canada and i think our u.s friends are going to pick up on this and say hey you know 
we may be the big dogs by market size, but there's some pretty cool players up north and, and we should pay attention to them. And, and for our U.S. friends, reach out to Sharif if you're curious about this stuff because th- this is fun and, and I'm pretty excited about what's going to happen up here and, and how this is going to benefit everyone. Thanks a lot for having me on this, guys. This was great. A lot of fun. Always great chatting with you guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Podcast, brought to you by First Insurance Funding of Canada, the innovator in insurance payments. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.